Or this is Greg Duncan, and guess where I'm coming to you from? The radio? No. The little speakers in your computer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm here at Build in Seattle with the beautiful weather. I don't understand how Microsoft does it, but they every time the summit, Build, they schedule the great weather. I think what they're doing is they're taking my Southern California weather, shipping it up here, and shipping your stuff down there. It's great, isn't it? Yes, it's beautiful. With me today, I have a returning guest, Mr. Ed Thompson. Ed is a program manager for Azure DevOps, specializing in Git and build and release pipelines. Previously, he was a software engineer building version control tools at Microsoft GitHub and SourceGear. He is the co-maintainer of LibGit2 Project, an author of books and video training about using Git, and a co-host of All Things Git, the podcast about Git. Funny about that. Welcome back to the show, Ed. Thanks, Greg. I'm glad to be here. So, we were just talking about Build. How has Build been for you? Build has been incredible for me. It's been very busy for me. Everybody wants to talk about Azure DevOps, which is, is good. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I would hate to show up here and be bored. I have not been bored. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I've, I've spent a lot of time on the show floor at our booth. Mm -hmm. um, we've actually got four booths this year. Um, three of them are talking about the different parts of Azure DevOps. So there's one for Azure boards, one for Azure pipelines, one for Azure artifacts. And then we've got another booth for Azure DevOps for open source projects, which is very, very cool. And yeah, we've just been very busy. It's great, uh, but it's also tiring. Yeah, I, I'm exhausted and I'm not, you know, I'm just attending. So. Oh, I think <laughs> it's probably worse for you. I can at least stand in one place. So... Correct me if I'm wrong, but this build, with its focus on Azure DevOps, seems very different. In past builds and, you know, p even before that, PDCs, you didn't hear a lot. Donna would usually come on, and sure. Scott Hanselman would come on, but it was, didn't seem like that big of a focus for the conference. This one is different. Is that right? It feels different. Uh, there's, I think DevOps has really reached a saturation point in the industry where now Sacha is talking about it. And Scott Gu is talking about it. Um, and so, yeah, that, it does feel different to me. It feels like it's more in the, and I, I know I'm going to sound like a jerk for using <laughs> this word, but it, it's more in the zeitgeist. Um, and I can't think of any other way to, to say it other than sounding uh, like, a, a, like a jerk. But <laughs> it does. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. So uh, I'm, I'm really pumped about that. And everybody, everybody is wanting to talk about Maybe not Azure DevOps necessarily, right. but DevOps in general. Okay. Now, I, I've got a question for you. We'll talk, make sure uh, we'll cover it later. But, uh, well, I'll, let's do it now. So, last night at the uh, welcoming reception. Yeah. Right at the end, and, and as I'm walking out, this guy comes up to me and says, hey, can you take a picture of me on the Channel 9 stage? Okay. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I take a couple pictures of him, and then we start chatting. And um, his name was Paul Terrell, and he just graduated Saturday. And he's, he, he's, we start talking about stuff, and, you know, Microsoft things. And he asked me what I do, and I says, well, I'm a DevOps engineer. And he says, okay, what is DevOps? Give me your... Definition, not the people, process, and tools. We've all heard the Donovan one, but what is it? What is it really? How, how is it? 
every organization is different, and you know the answer is going to be how do you do DevOps, and the answer is going to be it depends. But um, what is the effect on a corporation? I mean, what changes? What what what's the good part that comes out of it? Being able to get software, and I and, and not software for the sake of software, but but software for the sake of actually solving a a customer problem, whether that's fixing a bug, bringing a, a you know, expanding your capabilities, um, but being able to bring that into production quicker. I think Donovan's definition is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 you were about to ask for a definition, and I was about to give you that <laughs> that definition because that's the definition I give. Because it's so there's there's a lot going on in that sentence, right? Mm-hmm. I, and I know that I've said it a million times, and I, so I, I think we've probably all heard it a million times. But it it points out that it's not about tools it's about process as well it points out that um that it's not about delivering software it's about delivering value right because delivering software just means delivering bugs faster (laughs) and and that's that's if you're thinking about it that way then then you are doomed to just getting brokenness into production quicker but if you think about it as value then you can you can slow down and and realize that it's not just about like shipping code it's about shipping features features that work bug fixes more capability um and so i think there's a lot going on in that in that sentence so i I mean i i i hold by donovan's definition and what do you feel about a title or a department called DevOps. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a trickier question, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't love it. I know some people um, do that and are successful with it. I think it's all about what you, what you, what you do with it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, my title is program manager. That is the most meaningless title. <laughs> A program manager at Microsoft is somebody who has a job at Microsoft and doesn't like bang on a keyboard and put and and emit code. Um, you know, you bang on a keyboard and emit emails or PowerPoints or who even knows. Um, but uh, so I'm I'm pretty sympathetic to the to the idea of DevOps as a title or DevOps as a as a part of the organization. Um, but I think the risk is that you end up being siloed or feeling siloed and that's you know yeah i'm raising my hand (laughs) if you are an ops team that now is just called devops then i worry that that has not satisfied the the goals yeah yeah i tried to do it explain it to uh paul and uh of course i was like you know a few beers into the night at the end of the night you know free beer it's nothing you can't say no to free beer but um I can't. <laughs> what I tried to do is, is one thing that came to mind is Brian Keller gave me the greatest, uh, great explanation for what it kind of truly means, or one of the ways it can mean, is that it's developing for operations. There you go. And that's, and I was like, okay, if you think about it that way, it's like when you're writing that first line of code, how is it going to you know, be supported in operations? That's an interesting way to look at it. I like that. Um, and the other thing, too, it is that if the organization doesn't understand or accept the philosophy on DevOps, you're absolutely right. You're going to get siloed. 
Yeah. Instead yeah. of being the build engineer, you're going to be the dev engineer, the DevOps engineer. And then we have uh, DevOps engineers in dev and DevOps engineers in IT. And, 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 you know, it's like, no, you're not, we're not getting it. And the, and the problem with not getting it is you can't take full advantage of all of the, the possibilities of, of um, DevOps. And, and the developers, you know, I've been singing the song about feature flags for forever. Sure. And I guess I'm singing off tune because I can't get the message across right. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, I've, been seeing, I've been talking about Azure um, Application Insights, you know, mm -hmm. gathering telemetry mm -hmm. from our applications. Because our applications, I cannot tell you how many people use our applications. I cannot tell you how performant they are. I can't tell you um, the features in them that they're using or not. We just, it's totally opaque to us. And that, that just bugs me because how do you then prioritize the appropriate features that you're working on or the things that you're doing or even, you know, shelving the application because it's not getting used. That's right. How do you know if you're delivering value? Exactly. If I can, you know, just beat that, the Donovan <laughs> Brown definition. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very sympathetic. You, you don't. You don't know if you're making things better or worse for any deployment, for any right. feature that you build, for any bug that you fix. You're winging it. And that's fine, but your competitors aren't. <laughs> if your competitor walks in and has some idea of telemetry, has some idea of how many people are using things, how many, um, how many, wh what kind of latency um, this has, then they're going to be able to outperform you. Yeah. Uh, would be the risk that comes to mind. And that's a good selling point. I think I'm going to have to remember that and sell that back to the team. Yeah. But yeah. uh, you know, we just we did a release of, of one of our applications, and it's like it's this after this release, it seems a little slow. I've got it up in the browser, and I'm watching it to uh -huh. see if it's slow. And I just you know plops smacked right. up my forehead, and oh god, kill right. me now. That was the way we built software in 1998. <laughs> yeah, that 1999. I mean, it's it's not 1999. It's not 2009 anymore. We need to. It's, and it's easy. It's easy to get metrics on these things. There are tons of I mean, you said App Insights. I yeah. think App Insights is great. I don't care. Use yeah. something. Yep. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a Microsoft product. Just use anything that gives you some, some analytics and some uh, observability into your application so that you aren't guessing. Right. So... Let's talk about a little bit of your sessions. You did uh, one pre-recorded session, and then you got two live ones. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I did. I uh, I pre-recorded a session, so you could watch it. You know, uh, in in previous years, it's called been called Build on Demand. Mm -hmm. I think it's got a new name this year, um, and that is around the new Azure Boards integration to GitHub. So, you know, part of turning Azure turning what was VSTS, Visual Studio <laughs> Team Services, into Azure DevOps was really making Azure DevOps a family of products, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, Azure DevOps isn't a product, it's, it's a suite of products, kind of like Office is. And the idea behind that is that a lot of people would look at VSTS as this monolith, and they'd get terrified uh, about adopting it if they were already using some other piece of technology, right? If you were a Greenfield organization, great. If you had Jira and you had GitHub, but you needed a build and deployment system. VSTS was still an okay choice, but people would look at VSTS as if it were just this thing that you had to adopt all of, mm -hmm. and so they would be turned off. And so the idea of moving to Azure DevOps was that now that there's a product called Azure Boards, there's a product called 
Azure repos, Azure pipelines, and these are independent products that you can mix and match. If you really want all of Azure DevOps, that's great. Mm -hmm. Use it all. If you have Jira and you have GitHub and you're happy with those things, there's no need to change those. You can just bring Azure pipelines into the mix. And now, um, and and so, you know, several months ago we we added the GitHub marketplace extension for Azure Pipeline. So it was really easy to adopt that and add that to your uh, to your GitHub repository. So you could do builds out of your GitHub repository and have nice, you know, checks feeding back in through the GitHub system. And so uh, that's that's been there for a little while. What we announced for build was Azure Boards integration into GitHub. So now if you, you know, maybe you're an open source project, maybe you're a proprietary project that's using GitHub, but if you want better planning than what's in GitHub issues, now you can use Azure Boards because, you know, you've got work item types, you've got different templates, you've got a Kanban board, you've got a burn down chart. So now you can have all that tying into GitHub so that, you know, when you open a pull request, you can mention an Azure Boards work item number. And you can say, like, fixes AV number six. And that'll tie your GitHub pull request to an Azure Boards issue number six. And when you actually, the, the cooler thing <laughs> is, when you said fixes AV number six, it's not just a link that, that got generated. Although it did generate a link. So, you mm. know, you can, you can click on a hyperlink in GitHub and it'll open up the Azure Boards work item. You can look in the Azure Boards work item and it's got a link back to the GitHub pull request. And that's all cool. But the fact that you said fixes AV number six means that when you close that work item, when you merge that, oh, sorry, when you merge that pull request right. on GitHub, it will actually move the work item into the next state. Huh. So it'll move it from doing to done. And the even cooler part is that there's uh, SignalR integration in Azure Boards. And so when you actually <laughs> click that merge pull request button, you can watch in Azure Boards and it will move the card itself. You can just watch the card move from doing to done. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's really, oh, it's such a well done. You know, just that little detail is what really makes it. You know, it just shows the amount of care and, and consistency that went into that, um, that new extension. So that's what that uh, pre-recorded, uh, uh, you know, event is about. Mm -hmm. Now, was that done with open APIs on both sides, or was it? Yeah, it was. It was. So we, you know, Microsoft acquired GitHub. Right. Um, but uh, we are running it like it's a separate company, right? So I, I used to work at GitHub. I have friends who work at GitHub. I am just as close to them as I ever was before. <laughs> I mean, I, I think if you'd ask them, they probably don't really feel like they work at Microsoft. I mean, I think they still feel like they work at GitHub, and I think that that's the healthy and correct way to, to deal with this. So yeah, I mean, um, we we just were able to do this just as if any, you know, any other third party could. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I, I I'm I don't think that there was any special relationship there. Okay, yeah, I even noticed the GitHub booth here at Build seemed to be more almost in the partner spaces oh, yeah. area versus the regular Microsoft ones. It so is. So that's, that's really kind of telling. That's right. That it, it is. And we'll be, I'll, in fact, I will be at GitHub Satellite, which is mm -hmm. one of their conferences, and we'll be in the partner space as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, very separate. And I think that that's, that's the right way to run this setup. 
Yes. yes. At least for now. Maybe, you know, five years from now, maybe things will be different. But for today, I think it makes a lot of sense. Now, before we talk about your other two sessions, um, which you've got one this afternoon, right? I do. Okay. I'm going to leave you and run across the street and talk to <laughs> Damian Brady. Um, why is there a resistance by Microsoft to officially endorse a TLA or FLA, a three-letter acronym, a four-letter acronym for Azure DevOps? Oh, well, there's no good one, first well, of all. What do you? I mean, ADO? Oh. No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm, I've, I've been using AZDO. Okay. So kind of like the command line AZ, and you just put the DO behind it, and and it kind of rolls off the tongue, and uh, that's I, the one I'm sticking with. I well, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but what yeah, I will funny. say is that uh, I think Azure Azure DevOps is is a, is a nice tight little name. But here's the here's the other thing that I I tell people and so i'm gonna not answer your question um here's the other thing i tell people and that is that you know it really is a, a set of different products you would never say i wrote an email no this is a bad example no it's, it's a good example i'm sorry let me take that back you would never say i wrote an email in microsoft office you would never say i i um edited a spreadsheet oh. in microsoft office okay uh you know so you do your builds in azure pipelines you do your uh, planning in Azure boards. That's the way I think about this. And so I only ever say Azure DevOps when I'm talking about the entire suite or when I'm talking about the on-premises products. A again, the entire suite. Right. That's, okay. that's me not answering your question. Okay, I'll let you get away with that. Ah, I love it. Because I'm trying to come up with a new name for the podcast. In a couple of years, assuming the name hasn't changed, you know, I, I'm thinking Radio <laughs> AZDO. Oh, you know, oh, and that way we we because we will cover the suite, well the services, the server, sure, all, all, all that good kind of stuff. Well, as uh, a, as the duly appointed Microsoft representative, I do not approve this name, <laughs> but it's not up to me. You can name it whatever you want. It's your podcast. <laughs> um, but no, I I know a lot of people really want a three letter acronym, and so. You know, I, I didn't grow up in the Microsoft space as much. I, you know, I was a Unix sysadmin um, and a Unix. My first job was writing Unix software. My second job was a Unix sysadmin. We uh, now, and there's a lot to criticize about the way Unix names things. Like, you know, the create <laughs> yeah. system call is lacking an E at the end. Um, so we don't get things right when it comes to names either. But... Um, we don't use three-letter acronyms in quite the same way the Microsoft community does. So I don't – I've never looked for an answer for this question. Okay. And that's – you know, it's funny. What's the TLA for GitHub? Well, there isn't one. There's no such thing. Right. Nobody calls Bitbucket BB. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I push back. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's my product, so – you know, it, it's like if if somebody would name your would would give a nickname to your child, right? You'd be like, "What are you doing? Why are you?" <laughs> I forget what's your son's name. Greg. Uh, no, that's my name. Duh. Matter of fact, funny story is my wife will always screw up our names. My, okay. name's, my son's name is Jacob. Jacob. So he, she will call me Jacob. She'll call him Greg. She calls us both just Gregub. Okay, so. <laughs> that's fair. I think that's a good way to do it. If you if you're ever unsure, just you know, mash them together. Right. But you know, I mean, it would be. I'm not gonna. I, 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 this is a bad comparison. This is a terrible comparison. But 
you know, I, I don't think that if I were to start calling your son um, JJ or something, you know, like pick a pick a nickname right. that 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 you would be happy about it. And that's a terrible comparison because, uh, you know, Azure DevOps is not literally my child by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but that that's kind of the way I think about it. I'm like, well, that's not its name. But I don't know. I, so I got nothing. I don't have a good answer for it. All that. right. Well, I'll give you that. that that's, that's, that's a fair point. It's not. It's, it's, it's a terrible. As soon as I started saying it, I regretted even going down this road. But here we are. We're, <laughs> we're at the end of the road now, and we can move on. So let's talk about your session later this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to uh, Damian Brady. I don't, know what, I don't know what it is. So there's a big stage that is uh, called Build Live. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to do some demos. I don't know if we're just going to talk. All I know is uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on a stage and, and going to be with Damian Brady. But the, you know what? The nice thing about doing anything with Damian Brady is, have you ever, you've, you've seen Damian yes, Brady. Yes, absolutely. That handsome man, nobody's going to be looking at me. <laughs> so it's fine. I'm, I'm not even worried about it. So it's kind of like what we're doing here, just, just doing off the cuff. Just, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. what I, that's what I have in mind. <laughs> and your uh, session tomorrow. Mm. That's a little less off the cuff. Um, so I'm basically going to walk through a bunch of Azure pipelines. So, you know, what I kind of have in mind, and I think I, I think I have more content than I have time tomorrow. So I, I think I need to make some hard decisions about what stays and what goes tonight. But I'm going to um, build a, you know, just real simple, here's how to get started um, with Azure Pipelines for a, a dot, an ASP.NET Core app. So I'll, I'll just do a build, set up a, an old school release pipeline, you know, maybe a staging and then a, a, a production deployment. Um, and then I'm going to just start cranking the, the dial a little bit. So, okay, well, you know, obviously we can do ASP.NET Core. We're a Microsoft product. Nobody would be surprised right. um, by that. So uh, let's do Node.js on on Linux, and then I'll do, and I'll actually you know do that build, and then I'll do a deploy to AKS. And I and and I'm going to use the new, the very cool new multi-stage YAML deployment. Oh man, it's it's so good. It's so easy. Basically, when you say, hey, I want a new, um, I want a new pipeline. Right. We look at your repository. We see you've got a Docker file, and it's like, oh, maybe you want to do a deploy to AKS. And we'll just scaffold the whole thing. So we'll just take your Docker file. We'll put it into Azure uh, Container Services. Then we'll do the deploy to um, AKS. And all, all it asks for is you know, the name of your container registry, the name of your AKS endpoint, you know, what, what, what's the pod, you know, that, that sort of thing. Asks a couple questions, and boom, it's ready to go. And then I'm going to get really weird. Like, let's, let's do some builds on some weird platforms. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, so we've got these hosted build agents on uh, Linux, on Windows, on Mac OS. But we're, we're not giving you, like, Docker containers. We're giving you real virtual machines. Uh, and so one of the things that you can do is run a virtual machine inside your virtual machine. So, okay. right. So let me give you a concrete example. Okay. Um, Libgit2 is a, is a project that I, I work on. We, it's a C application. Okay. We build on Mac. We build on Linux. We build on Windows. But that's just for our like, pull request validation builds. For Nightlies, we, wanna, we want more platforms. Because, um, you know, Libgit2, the cool thing about it is people use it for embedded stuff. So, um, in fact, there's a couple of iPhone apps, iOS apps, 
um, that can do Git repository management. Okay. And those are using libgit2, and they're, so that's an ARM device. Until we moved to Azure Pipelines, we weren't able to do any nightly builds or pull request validation on ARM because nobody's doing ARM builds for us. <laughs> but I can run QEMU okay. in my pipeline, and I can virtualize ARM. So our nightly builds now can do validation for ARM 32 and 64-bit. Mm. Power PC, you know, you, you name it. <laughs> so if there's, a, if there's a Linux distribution for it and QEMU can emulate it, which it almost certainly can, um, you can, you can build a, a pipeline for it. And so, that's, so I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. And then I'm going to get really weird and do something for the Commodore 64. Uh, because uh, somebody... Uh, so, so there's this emulator for the C64 called Vice. Mm -hmm. Vice is a, a great little emulator. The, the neat thing about that is somebody took it, uh, his name was Richard Janicek, uh, took Vice, ran it through WebAssembly. So now you can run a Commodore 64 in a web browser. <laughs> and so uh, somebody actually took, at, and so this was not my idea. I would love to take credit for it, but Tony Landy did this. Uh, he uh, built a Azure DevOps pipeline going to the C64. Um, and so I'm, I'm totally ripping Tony off. And so I'm going to basically build a, a little C64 assembly program. I'm going to use a cross-assembler in Azure DevOps to do the compilation. And then I'm going to deploy it to my, my WebAssembly-enabled vice. And so I'll, just, I'll do a hello world for C64. Um, and so that's, that's the kind of thing that I think... Well, A, it's fun. And I just, you know, if, I, if I'm going to give a session at Build, then I'm going to do something that I think is fun. But also I think that, you know, I hope that other people find it fun. And more importantly, I hope people see that and think, wow, I can really do anything with Azure Pipelines. Hmm. And that's what uh, the summit, we did a MVP to MVP day. Mm -hmm. And one of the uh, discussions was Azure Pipelines to a mainframe. Yes. And, and that was just like... The, it was long and involved, and you had to solve a lot of things. But the fact is, just, just like you said, you can do pipelines for anything. Yep. From a little Commodore 64, I'm waiting for my Amiga you know, emulator and build. I miss my Amiga. But, um, yeah, sorry, old what, guy. What kind talking. of Amiga? Uh, I had a 500. Okay, yeah. I never... With the 20-megabyte hard drive case, it was huge, and yeah. I never could afford the Amiga, so I went from the C64 <laughs> to a, a, an XT clone. Because, mm. yeah, I, in that middle period, I, I, I had been saving up, and so I went right to the XT. <laughs> but uh, I, had to, I just just got rid of it a few years ago. I, I just kept, kept it and kept oh, it, and I was all like, oh, but it's like, no, i got to declutter. Yeah. I, um, uh, yes, I still miss my C64, and in fact, I've, I've gotten, my wife gives me funny looks, but um, I, I have a, a project in the works, and mm -hmm. so um, you'll, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet to you about it, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you, it's not, it's not a TFS project, it's uh -huh. not an Azure DevOps project, uh, it's, a, it's a hardware project with some uh, Commodore 64 leanings. Cool. Yeah, we'll see, but that's. But what I so that's what I, I wanted a pipeline for the C sixty four. So so yeah. And the ability to do all of these things is a direct result of our, the V next build system. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
I mean, look, you you could probably have have come up Ooh. with a, a, the idea that you could you could make this all work uh-huh. in the the old Visual Designer, but I mean, I don't I don't think so. I think I think that realistically, the YAML based builds were really a necessity in adoption for 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 libgit2 for example mm-hmm. we would have never really used the the visual designer to actually plug our our pipeline together it, mm-hmm. it had to be defined in yaml because we want to check that in we want to version it mm-hmm. um we want it right there we want it living in github which is where our code lives right um, we want our our builds to live there too and so um so we d- we did that the other cool thing that that well, what's not cool about libgit2 uh, is that we have some flaky tests. So we have a lot of functional tests that we run um, for pull request validation, and they actually go and hit GitHub, they go and hit Bitbucket, they go and hit Azure repos um, to make sure that our networking code is working, that okay. we can you know, clone repositories and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes you know, these <laughs> providers are down. Sometimes the network is down. Who knows what's going on? Uh, and so we have flaky tests. And so um, one of the things that we've added is the ability to keep as much of that management in GitHub as we can. So now if a check comes back and it turns red and we're like, oh, it's a flaky, flaky test, we can type uh, rebuild in the pull request comments. Um, and so I've set up some, uh, some automation where if you type rebuild, we'll actually go and requeue the pull request in Azure repo, uh, in Azure pipelines rather. So it'll it'll rebuild it um, and send back the new check as green, assuming it it was actually a flaky test and not a not an actual code problem or a test problem. Right. Um, and so a lot of you know I, I actually love to just <laughs> pop over to Azure pipelines, but not all of our contributors are are so eager to even use the um the web browser as much you mm-hmm. know some of them are uh are are very command line focused mm. uh, and so they like the ability to just type rebuild and have it go so um yeah i so i think that keeping things in github as much as possible for some projects right. especially the old school c um hackers <laughs> uh is really sort of the best way to to deal with that what advice would you give to somebody, say, you know, he's a podcast producer and he's been using the visual designer for a long time and he's looked at the YAML and, you know, did the first startup templates and like, uh, okay, now what? And went back to the visual designer and just, what kind of advice would you give that kind of guy? Hold on a little bit longer. Okay. So the, the thing that we, that just landed is the sort of first step at mashing up the visual designer with the YAML. Okay. Um, so now if you go and you uh, uh, click edit on a YAML pipeline, you'll see over on the right-hand corner something that looks like the visual designer. You can click on a task, and you can enter the details for that task, and you can click add, and what gets added is YAML. So uh, that's the first step. Okay. Um, you will see more steps in this direction to bring the visual designer and the YAML designer, or YAML, right. together. Um, and I think that's really important because I think that YAML is incredibly powerful, but it's not always the easiest thing to use. <laughs> so, um, and that's the I feel task assistant, right? Is oh, is that, that what it's feature? called? I think, I think okay. so. Okay. You know, sometimes we, we create a feature and I don't know what it's called. And I'm just like, look at this. Isn't it cool? <laughs> the task assistant. Yes. What a great name. 
but it's also uh, yeah it's, it's it needs to mature a little bit obviously but yeah. uh, it's funny that when you create the very first yaml thing from the the website there's no task assistant there you actually Is have to right? save it first okay. and then edit it and then the task assistant comes up gotcha so but uh yeah i can it, it, I can understand where you're coming from. If you're if you're all in on the YAML, you're like, "Wow, look at this! This is this is great." If you're all in on the visual designer, I can see where you're coming from that it's not quite there yet. And the visual designer, I mean, the code is XML, right? When you, or is it JSON? I don't. It's not JSON. It might. Well, I don't think. Because when you no, because when you export, well, it exports as JSON. It, you can export as YAML too, okay. at, at a minimum. Um, but I. I I think it's like this kind of crazy rules engine internally, okay. you know, DSL or something. Who even knows? I, I actually don't know. <laughs> I, I, I do not know. But um, we're getting to a world where these two are, are becoming more and more blended. Right. And, again, from the summit, that one of the messages that I kept hearing is that maybe uh, Yama builds not today, but it's coming. The day will be coming when, you know, new features will only be available in YAML. I can believe that. You know, it's so that that day isn't today though. So don't worry. Okay, good. Yeah. The same for you listeners. Yes. You know, start looking at it, start getting familiar with it. If you're a, um, Ansible or Terraform kind of person where you're already doing YAML, then you'll be really comfortable over here. But if you're a clickety click kind of person, then, uh, just keep your eyes open, but get ready. That, that conversion date is coming. So, uh, Mickey wanted me to ask you about your time at GitHub. Oh, okay. So, what was it like? And, and compare working at GitHub, working at Microsoft without getting yourself fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously. So, uh, uh, I left Microsoft as, a, as an engineer, and I, I joined GitHub as an engineer. And I... So, the thing that I don't think I realized when I left Microsoft was that I wasn't doing a particularly traditional engineering role. Mm-hmm. I was maybe doing a little bit more uh, program management work in addition to my engineering work. Um, and when I left Microsoft to go to GitHub, and I, it, there's no doubt that GitHub is an incredible platform, and I wanted to be a part of that. But when I when I joined GitHub, I realized that I was in a rather traditional engineering role and I realized I wasn't happy with that mm-hmm. that's not what I wanted to to be doing so I was doing a little bit of, in, of, of dev and a little bit of ops and I was doing no uh, customer outreach I was doing no uh, events like mm-hmm. build and, and talking or podcasts you know <laughs> I, w- I was doing none of these things uh, and it it didn't take very long for me to realize that I had a lot of passion in that area <laughs> And uh, so that uh, so I was pretty disappointed um, through no fault of GitHub's, right? It, it, you know, I, I, I suddenly realized I wasn't a, a, an engineer anymore. I wasn't a developer anymore. And so I came back to Microsoft as a, as a program manager. I reached out to um, – actually, I reached out to Jamie Cool, And I, I said, hey – because this was when Donovan Brown was still on – this was before he was a CDA. He was still on the uh, Azure DevOps team. And I was like – Donovan Brown's role looks really great. You need that. You need a Donovan Brown for um, for Git. And you're not going to find that person, but you you can have me instead. <laughs> uh, and Jamie was Jamie was on board with that. And it's true, I am no Donovan Brown, but <laughs> but 
but uh, I'm I'm really glad to be on the team. So um, so no, GitHub was uh, GitHub was good. I wish, you know, sometimes it's it's a very hard lesson to to uproot every, you know your entire job and mm-hmm. go to another place and then realize that you have that's that that what you've got is not what you actually wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I was I was very fortunate that I was able to recover from that. <laughs> How long were you at GitHub? About a, a little over a year. Okay. You know, I've done the boomerang thing as well, so, right. yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So, um, let's see. I, I don't think you'll be able to answer this one, but I'll give it a try anyway. Uh, one of my coworkers, I, I sent an email to all my uh, team members. that says, hey, guys, I'm going to be uh, interviewing Ed. What should I ask him? And they said... Uh, one of the ones was, how do you move an Azure DevOps subscription to a new subscription and or resource group? Is, is yeah, yeah, <laughs> give me the look. Okay. I'll I ask, don't know the answer to that question. I've got Steven up next. I'll, I'll throw it at him and maybe he'll. I hope so. Wait, which Steven? Muraski. 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 Got it. We have so many Stevens uh, in the org. He, he might know the answer to that. Okay. I do not. I don't, I don't. Anytime anybody asks me about uh, billing, or, or this is not a billing question, right? But it's it's close enough to a billing question where I'm just like, oh, I don't know. So I'm sorry, <laughs> Stephen might know. For questions like that, what could who should reach out to? Is there an email alias? Is there something? Just go to the. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you like the Twitter, and I do like the Twitter, um, you can find us on at Azure Board. Um, no, you can't. That's not a, that's not accurate at all. You can find us at Azure DevOps, and um, we'll we'll do support there. But you know, whatever your your favorite method of getting Microsoft support is, what we have a bot. Um, you know, we have all all these avenues. Um, that would be that would be my best recommendation. And if you get really stuck, hit me up on Twitter. I'm E Thompson, without a P E T H O M S one. And you know, I'll 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 find the right person to to get that question answered cool okay yaml question yes uh brian had two questions but the one i want to do is is he has a complaint about there's no templating support in trigger pass in yaml i see so he has to explicitly list the repo name yes where his what he really the, the part of the path right where he really wants you know like a build variable i see well i I see where he's coming from. It's true that that does not exist. Um, that's good feedback. I you get into tricky things really quickly when you start doing this, and I totally see where he's coming from. But now all of a sudden, that's a breaking change. So um, the, the 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 literal example that I'm looking at is you know the way you deal with variables in like a script or in in you know tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like dollar parentheses variable name close parentheses. Uh, the problem is dollar is a totally legal the problem today. Right. You know, had we done this, you know, several months ago, uh, I can see where he's coming from. But the problem today is that you can put a, a dollar sign in your path. That's fine. Git doesn't care. Git cares very little about what you put in your path to you know, various destructive <laughs> means, you know, you can, you can call a file AUX and you now can't check out that repository on a windows machine. Cause AUX is a reserved file name. Right. Um, you can put 300 character paths in Git. 
uh, you can put a dollar sign in Git. And so, uh, so, so that made it suddenly trickier to add this support. But it's, it is good feedback, and I totally see where he's, where he's coming from. Um, but it, it'll take a little more thought today than it would have a couple months ago. Also on YAML, uh, Paul had a question on what's the best practices for managing secrets in your YAML file? Oh, yeah, don't put secrets in your YAML yeah. file. Um, use use a variable, and unfortunately, you can't you you can't use that variable for your trigger path. But um, yeah, use a variable, and you can uh, uh, you can do a couple of different things. By far, the easiest thing is just to um, you know in in the designer in the in the in the pipeline editor uh, up in the upper right hand corner is a button that says edit. Uh, or no, it's it's a dot 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 or a hamburger menu or something like that, right. um, and you can drop that down and and it's like I think it says edit variables. It might just say variables. Click on that and put your variable in there. Put your secrets in there and click the little lock. And now they're secret variables. What that means to be a secret variable is that it will not get shown in your build log. So you know you could say echo dollar uh, dollar dollar open parentheses uh, secret variable close parentheses. And what happens is when you look in the build log, it'll just say echo star, 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 because we go through and we filter out all the secret variables. The other thing that happens is if you are a, um, let's say you're tying this to a, a public project, whether that's on GitHub or, or within Azure repos or whatever, uh, and your pipeline is also public, um, what somebody cannot do is open a pull request that exfiltrates that secret variable. Uh, because if you forget to click that lock button, you can you can echo the variable. You can change the script so that it it echoes the variable, uh, but you can't change the visibility of a variable, right? You need administrator access in Azure pipelines to be able to do that. So nobody can exfiltrate your um, your passwords because that has happened mm -hmm. on open source projects. Yes. Somebody has come along and exfiltrated the passwords and done harmful things, and that's happened. I think in a package manager which is particularly <laughs> terrifying if suddenly somebody can screw with your build and release process right. for things that get installed on other people's computers so um, be, you know be sure to use secret variables well we're coming up towards the end um is there anything that i should have asked you but didn't i don't think so is there anything you think you should have asked me but didn't? I, mean, this I is, don't know. This, this is I'm still working you. through the whole beer fog from last <laughs> night, man. It's it's. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but no, I, I I'm I'm good. I think that uh, uh, I think that I'm happy. Good. I'm good. always happy. I'm a happy guy, <laughs> Greg. I'm a happy guy. And the important thing, though, is that um, the renewed vigor that Microsoft has for Azure DevOps services. Yep. Uh, Brian, same Brian, uh, asked me, hey, what's this Azure DevOps server thing? I was like, uh, it's TFS with a new name. That's right. But <laughs> That's right. But it's, uh, you know, it's prettier and it's, it's, it's shinier. And, again, the impression that I got at uh, the summit was with the rebranding, with the, it's not even rebranding. I don't even want to call it rebranding anymore right. because it's not really. The, truly, it's a group of services, a suite of services, and they all have their own teams behind them, right? That's true. That is true, yeah. So they all have, do they only, all have their own budget, their own P&L, and all? Is it that no, far? No, it's not. Okay. It's, it's not quite that. You know, Jamie is still our director of PM. Buck is still our, our director of engineering, all up for Azure DevOps. But... Yeah, I mean, the, the, the teams are, you know, a little bit more independent than they used to be. Mm -hmm. um, and, 
it's it's interesting as as somebody who you know really i don't have a single you know i said i uh, i focus on git and and pipelines but that's only true because that's what i know it's, that's not really strictly true <laughs> um but uh yeah it's it's interesting to watch the teams sort of you know get a little more independent it's kind of cool it's it's fun to watch I did have one last thing I wanted to Yes. How do you get your sources for your weekly uh, uh, top stories from Microsoft DevOps? That is a great question. Um, I uh, scour the internet. Um, unless somebody is nice enough to send me links to things that they've written about Azure DevOps or Microsoft DevOps. Because when that happens, I don't have to do nearly as much scouring. <laughs> so... Um, a lot of the MVPs, which I and I think a lot of your listeners are the types of people who are passionate about this area and might be blogging, producing videos, producing content about these topics, and they should feel absolutely empowered to shoot me a message and let me know just in case I miss it. Via Twitter. Twitter's great. Okay. Twitter is the best way to reach me. Awesome. Well, um, I think that's a show. All right. I want to thank you very much for being on, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your emails. Uh, coworkers, thank you for your questions. You can reach us at, if you have other questions, you reach us at RadioTFS at Outlook.com. We're on Twitter as well, at RadioTFS, Facebook slash RadioTFS. Give us a voicemail. Again, if it's safe for work, I'll edit it in. <laughs> it's laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's the whole, you know, Asian language voicemails that we get. I always really kind of want to put them on and the translations of those that Google does is always entertaining. But um, give us a voicemail. The number is 1-425-233-8379. Don't write that down. Just go to the, the, your podcast catcher. The number is there. Go to RadioTFS.com. The number is there. The links to the show will be there. Ed, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for listening to Radio TFS. Thank you.